0: Hey, welcome to Comic Syllabus, where we read widely and dig deep in comics and graphic novels. Um, I'm Paul, and we're here at the Moldversity Network of Podcasts. Um, If you're joining us new, thank you for following and subscribing and liking and rating and reviewing. Anything that you can do to um, support the podcast is much appreciated. Um, If you're catching this in an audio-only version of the podcast, know that there is a video version also that you can... Um, subscribe if your podcast um, outlet allows for video podcasts and I know Apple podcast does and I think Google does if you're a subscriber and on the right app um, Spotify doesn't, but that's okay. We love you too, if you're just listening. Um, but the visuals help. It's a visual medium, and I like being able to show the kinds of art um, and talk about the things that are done visually by by creators. On the other hand, if you just want to have um, me in your ear and uh, your own imagination to fuel uh, your understandings of these books, that's okay too. I'm just glad that you joined us. And much thanks to those who have reached out with some feedback over the last couple weeks i've gotten a number of messages on twitter and um uh, our, our facebook group um and uh, and emails as well and just thank you um my contact is all in the show notes so i'm there and um you know it's much appreciated as well if you can rate and review write something uh, about the podcast to get the word out um share on social media um but today we're going to talk about adora and the distance and i'm really really glad to to speak about this book because um, it's a book that um, you can imagine is resonant with me as an educator as a father um, and as somebody who really cares about kids comics and 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 all ages comics and 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 really i would say that this is a book that is you know is written to be approachable and engaging for young people but is also speaks to the heart in a way that um, that that make it really great for a parent to read with a kid or or a caregiver to read with a younger reader um, or even to read on their own. Mark Bernardin is the writer it's drawn by Ariella Cristantina, with colors by Brian Valenza and um, and letters by Bernardo Bryce and um, it is a very um, you know, fantastical tale. You can see on the cover, Adora, who's our main character, is sort of an adoptive, um, almost like princess character. And it's a, it's a very sort of Arabian Nights kind of um, feel of, of, of adventure about it. Um, but Mark Bernardin, as um, he talks about in the book, um, is, is, is actually doing something more and uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit but first i want to get into adora who is a character who as her name might suggest is extremely likable um in fact when we first meet her she is waking up from a dream that really kind of shakes her to her core and you know one of her attendants who she is also you know clearly a dear friend esperanza comes to her side you can see on this first panel how um esperanza is uh, pouring water for her uh, and then really bringing her comfort and what's interesting is that there's something about Adora where when she gets close with somebody or somebody gets close with her um, there's a way that the the kind of um, sense of constriction around the panels and the way that the visuals are displayed you can kind of see the way that this pouring water um, frames in the first panel Adora whose head is down but there's this way that the panel and page kind of opens up whenever adora's spirit opens up and that's really really correlated really really tied to what this book is kind of saying what it's about and um, and when she's able to sort of embrace her sense of adventure which also includes and involves embracing people so there's something about open space in this book and the way that in this panel Esperanza's is you know embracing her and adora is able to emotionally connect um and and even provide comfort (laughs) while she's being comforted to her friend that um you know that you have the borderless panel that that is really the the central um draw of the eye to this page and speaks volumes about who adora is as we get to know her we see her for instance um in the very next page standing out looking out her window at this you know this uh, vast kingdom, which you really only need to see five or six buildings with some really good perspective and a big sky to get a sense of the vastness of what she's staring at out there. But, um, but she declares, we have a lot to do. And so this is somebody who's, um, whose royal position is not taken. she doesn't take it for granted, she feels a huge sense of responsibility. In fact, um, Mark Bernardin, um, the writer of, of this story, uh, writes in this very affecting afterword. And it's the kind of afterword that the ending of the book actually really propels you to want to read it. Um, that uh, And in it, Bernardin, um, you know, talks a little bit about the, the backstory, the emerge, the origins of Adora and the distance, um, which uh, came about because his daughter um, was born with autism and um as he says in the beginning he says i never planned on writing about autism and yet this story was brewing has been brewing in um you know for in bernardin and maybe with different collaborators and really it didn't really come to fruition until now um but really has been sort of brewing through the whole childhood of his daughter who who is on the autism spectrum and um, Cristantina was the right artist to bring to life and so on with Valenza and Bryce. And, and so we were really getting the culmination of a story that's been brewing in years of Bern- Bernardin's sort of parental care for his daughter. And I just love that about the story. Um, and you can see that in that afterward, as he talks about, um, you know, where the story came from, it really makes sense out of the ending of the story so like I said I won't give away any many major spoilers about where we go I just want to set up the premise of the book and talk a little bit about how it made me feel but um, it really does send you the, the ending of the book really does send you into the afterword to understand kind of more about it um, but to go back to the story itself Adora is um, is just one of the characters who's there's some opening set pieces that really do give us a, a vivid sense of her character and her generosity. She is, uh, for instance, in the habit of having dinner with her, her uncle, Lord Raphael, who is um, not a ninja turtle, <laughs> who's a great, in fact, the, whatever, the, the, the monarch or the, the ruler of this kingdom, um, the leader and the benevolent leader of this kingdom. Um, but after her meal with him, uh, she then goes to share a meal, with a prisoner and offers to play a game with that that prisoner and says uh and you know the the prisoner is locked in the dungeon saying why are you here why would you want to play a game with me and she says because everyone should get to play we can learn from it maybe as much as you can learn from books about people anyway and so adora is both deliberate about learning how to build and have relationships and is also really intentional about Um, being close to and getting to know people who (laughs) you would not normally expect Um, and, you know, expects to be as much uh, a learner as somebody who is a positive influence on this prisoner, as you can see in this page, is deeply moved by it. In a simple and short scene, we just are, are, are introduced to a character of, you know, obviously tremendous nobility. And what I want to, you know, read into that immediately is that there is, whether it's something that your children actually do or just something in what you see in their aspiration and innocence of how they um, believe in the goodness that they can bring or the effect that they have on people, you know, whether or not they can, they can kind of uh, carry it out all the time or not that um, uh, I feel that about my daughter, there's something uh, wonderful about the way that she approaches the world um, and the way that she sees people and, uh, and I think Adora um, has that in spades and it, it's not only, um, you know, it speaks not only to her sense of, of kindness but really to her sense of, of generosity, of openness to the world and a sense of adventure. Um, as the plot develops a little bit at the beginning, we come to find that the dreams that Adora has are actually omens or premonitions of a force called the distance which is what the title refers to that threatens adora and really everyone around her and the kingdom around her and so she takes it upon herself and here's where the character is also laden with a sense of responsibility to go away from the kingdom so that the harm that comes on her from the distance doesn't befall the kingdom and to try to confront this um you know mysterious magical whatever force and Lord Raphael (laughs) much to my surprise gives in to her plan to run away or to confront or to go on this adventure Uh, what I like about that is that it's it seems usual in uh, sort of the Disney story trope um, for uh, for the parental figure to be far far more protective than that and to not want um, the young hero to begin their journey Um, but but also and so therefore that parental figure usually has to die or something terrible has to happen um they have to become a prisoner and then exchange their life for their child's or something Uh, in mulan or in beauty and the beast um but here lord raphael sees in young adora uh, an embrace of responsibility and i think that there's something much more reflective of the father or parents' situation in that, where when we have um, children who, and Lord knows now we are looking to our children to solve some uh, profound problems that we have caused. We have the havoc we've wreaked on the world. You know, when you look at your children, they inspire a faith that, um, that ought to humble us so that it's not about um us being able to you know protect them or save them from anything rather for us to um see the responsibility that they bear and do our best to help them to bear so in fact lord raphael um you know winds up uh not only uh supporting adora's decision to confront the distance but in fact surrounding her with this crew and so here we have our you know like in all great fantasy stories of lord of the rings and so on the the scenes where we gather the traveling band of companions and adora is com is accompanied by gregoire and el moore the mysterious kind of masked figure and then the boisterous and hilarious drinking t- to hard drinking, uh, you know, sort of bearded big guy and so on. (laughs) So they're they're a little tropey, but these characters um, have different opportunities um, now or later in the journey to, you know, to make the sacrifice play or to to reveal the magic that they've brought along in order to help Adora on this uh, crucial journey. Um, and they really set out and there's this one scene that is, uh, there's one page actually, that is just, um, kind of that, um, you know, old style scroll. I don't know what you call this kind of art. Um, but it really does give you the, uh, whiff of, you know, the, the, the medieval, uh, adventure tale. We follow the group and what they confront, there's lots of surprises even some betrayals Um, but through and through what I love is the consistency of Adora as a character who who shows that nobility and whose nobility plays out all the way to the end Um, which again I won't give away but is uh, not maybe not what you'd expect Uh, Adora in the distance was a delightful graphic novel read Um, and so I encourage you if you're even if you're not a Comixology unlimited subscriber to Find a way to pick it up and, um, and check out what um, these creators have given us.